every now and again, when the tide is low and the moon gives her permission, a low whistle like a mournful flute echoes over the mouth of the Silver River. When it does, citizens shut their doors tight, lock their windows, and keep a close eye on their little ones. But for generations, someone has always slipped through their cautious fetters and vanished into the great gray rock sitting in the bay. For generations, Cheris has paid a grim tax on these certain beautiful, peaceful nights. And tonight is one of them. Welcome to Sword of Symphonies. Hi, Kat. Hi, I'm Kat. Hi. And I am Kirsten. Hi, Kirsten. Uh, I am the, Hi. the bringer of all the crimes. Crime time. Yeah, I'm Nick. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Turns out if I do bad enough, you guys will just take the wheel from me. Ah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Take the wheel podcast. <laughs> and that's Kathleen. It's me. I'm Kathleen. We're back for episode 13. No, no, no. Episode 10. Remember? Oh, yeah. right. Mm. We're back for episode 10. So previously, you guys put ashore at Chalres and listened to a story about a long-ago hero who drove a noble demon from the city when the demon was forced to leave behind a substantial hoard of treasure, which the audience was cautioned absolutely never to go find. Please don't do it. Don't do it. Although it's rad treasure. <laughs> Tissa went to have some Tissa time in a tree. Penelope made a new friend. Mm-hmm. And Cobb, I mean, mostly ate and drank. He got to be a stick in the mud for a little bit, too. Oh, this yeah. is true. He did get to be a stick directly in the mud. Cobb takes his uh, maritime safety very seriously. I mean, I guess you'd have to, huh? Well, for good reason. So it is after dark now, and just as the storyteller predicted, there's a low sound like a flute echoing out over the bay. And there's a low, fat white moon kind of hovering over the surface of the sea. Just chilling. Just hanging out. There's a cool moon. It's a cool moon. My next question is, what party do? Well, I'm going to roll sensitivity focus just to get a sense of what destiny has to say and get two successes and uh, see what you do with that. You can, I don't know. Whatever you want to give me with sensitivity focus. Okay. With sensitivity focus, you have a tremendous feeling of, you know, when you open a door and there's a massive pressure differential, maybe like the air conditioning's been running or something, Mm -hmm. and it just hits you like a wall? That sort of feeling, but in your heart and in your feelings? Mm -hmm. Big place like. Yeah. Really a big mood. (laughs) A big mood, yeah. Yeah, just an emotional and metaphysical pressure differential caused by spiritual air conditioning. Red, are are you awake? Uh, 
Yeah, um, yeah, I guess, uh... Uh, <sighs> uh, oh, yeah, you two camped, huh? Mm-hmm. <sighs> it... Hmm, might be time for a midnight snack. What's I... Up? Maybe time for a midnight snack, but no, um, something is happening. Can... Can you go to the boat and let everybody know? Um, um, sure. Uh, what, what, uh, what should I tell them? Something... Uh, it's, it's happening, I think. Like, like the story. Like the story, yeah. And there's something, there's something big out there. Okay. I run down to the, the lodge to You've got knock on people's doors. Yeah, Pollyanna raises her head and watches you run away. <laughs> on foot. Looks at Tissa because she seems to understand what Tissa was getting at. <laughs> Goes back to sleep. Well, it's good for, like, Pollyanna can be there to kind of just be like, so then there's, you know, extra people on watch. Um, Moral support. Well, okay, then I am going to use uh, either tie on Pollyanna and start heading toward the bay. Okay. Like, Pollyanna will accept... Being uh, known where she is, yes? Yep. Yep. So, what would crossing the bay be? Is that like a daring survival role? Um, I wouldn't say you're totally like around the bay. What you're in is kind of like you're you're in a little bay and uh-huh. it's got... It's also the mouth of a river. I don't know if that still counts as a bay if there's a river mouth in it. Mm. I, I mean, are you swimming there or, are you just take, or do you have a rowboat? Oh, that's true. Um, I thought that there were supposed to be, there was supposed to be like, wasn't there some sort of path that was exposed or is supposed to be exposed? Yes. There is a big old gray rock sitting in the middle of the bay. And at low tide, the rocks are high enough that you could walk on them. Aha. So it's very dangerous. It's extraordinarily dangerous. It's profoundly dangerous. As you do. Okay, so Penelope gets to the lodge on foot and starts pounding on doors. Cobb, Marcus, are you awake? I am now. Um, Tissa told me to come get you guys. Um, she said, she said it's happening, like, like in the story. Cobb just kind of like pokes his head out of the. Does everyone have their own room, by the way? Uh, I think we said that Cobb had his own quarters. Mm. Um, Oh, right, you're staying on the ship. Yeah. Yeah. Marcus, I would assume, also has his own quarters, although uh, it sounds like like Clara had, shall we say, maybe spent a little of the space budget on comfort, a little more than, say, Cobb is used to. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's state-of-the-art. It was a little weird to Cobb, who is used to basically just having, like, all right, everybody, here's the room. Get your hammocks on the wall. So Marcus comes out eventually, and he's he's thrown on a jacket over the loose, comfortable clothing he was clearly wearing to bed. Um, he's still kind of rubbing his eyes. It's, all right. You said it's happening. Elaborate, please. Mm, well, she didn't elaborate too too much just it's happening like in the story and um she seemed very very worried um i noticed 
She's been worried all day since the story was told. Um, I think she senses something bad. Um, I think that's why she kind of went off on her own for a while. And then, yeah, I don't know. I think we should just get down to down to the bay. Mm. All right. Let's go. All right, give me a second. Cobb is gonna go get his, you know, get his, get his boots and his, uh, and his pants and everything on. Grab his swords. Would it be better to take a, a, a one of the, the, the? Oh, are there, are there like kind of rowboats on this to kind of like? Yeah. Be- yeah. No, there's. You will always have a rowboat because if you're not docking at like an actual dock, you know, if you're just, you know, if you're anchoring somewhere, you usually have to, you know, get on a rowboat then. Otherwise, you will run the ship aground. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's what I was thinking. Oh, so would it be better to take one of those? I don't know much about the sea, but that area sounds... I don't know if it's easier to get on foot or try to take mm. a boat. Probably a good idea to have one of those waiting waiting by in case if we do get over there, the tide comes back in. Okay, would it be if Marcus and Clara take the boat and Cobb and I go on foot or... Yeah, Marcus, can you... Uh, well... Actually, we can probably just all take the boat over there, but yeah. Mm. Um, oh, okay. If you can, if you can watch it to make sure it doesn't float off, seeing Absolutely. as I don't think there's really anywhere to uh, tie it over there. Mm. Yes, of course. Yes. Um, let's hurry. And he kind of just sighs and heads out to the to the rowboat. Cobb is also going to go get, you know, lanterns and oil and all that stuff, seeing as it is dark, and we may be going into dark cave. Mm. And we should bring ropes. Is that a survival pool, I hear? I mean, it sounds a little bit like a survival pool, huh? It does. I know, it's okay. weird, right? Wow, bananas. Okay, so everybody roll me survival nautical. Understanding or adaptability? Let us do adaptability survival nautical. Cobb's also adaptability survival nautical, and he has he has his one free success, and he got three successes and two edge successes. But I think I can just take the four. I don't need to take these two edge successes. Okay. Wow. Mm-hmm. Already beating the party's old record. So do I get, since I have survival nautical train, do I get the one free success as well? Or is that just because, okay. So I got, I rolled one success and then with my free success, I get two successes. Oh, we get free successes for having the thing. I thought that that was like a class bet. No, that is having a specific type of survival. Okay. Okay. Oh. Yes. And everybody chose survival nautical, so... And sorry, Cobb, how many successes did you get? I got four. Four? Yes. Okay. So four and then two from me. So we have five or six. Six. Yes. And would you like me to add to the pool? Because I'm still thinking that Tissa dashed off without any foresight. No, I think think we're good with uh, Cobb and Penelope making preparations. Yeah. Okay. So... Tissa has dashed off to the path leading to the Gray Rock, right? Yes. 
And Pollyanna has stood up to follow, um, has left most of your gear, has no concept of whether she should be bringing the gear. Right. (laughs) She's just kind of several paces behind you, following along. Hmm. I mean, she is an elk. They are not known for uh, for planning ahead. This is true. Well, I mean, if you're big enough that the only thing that eats you are killer whales when you try to swim, then mm-hmm. you're probably okay. That is mooses, but yeah. Oh, that is, that is mooses. It's true, but mooses, swamp donkeys don't fear nothing. It's true. They're stone-cold badasses. That's a stone-cold fact. I mean, they are bigger than pretty much everything else on, like, the continent, except for, I'm trying to think, maybe Kodiaks? Maybe? Uh, I still think a, a, a bull moose is going to be bigger than that. Yeah. Yeah. They're certainly angrier. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, Tessa, you make it down from um, the hills where you and Penelope had been sleeping. To the mouth of the river and the bay that leads out into the ocean. And you can see in the reflected silver moonlight a large gray stone. Really a very small island and a path of granite leading up to it. There's a faint blue-white glitter coming from the rock. Tissa is going to sigh, look around, and look at Pollyanna, kind of give a knowing nod, and just feel compelled to cross. And I think Polly nods at you because that's a gesture Polly understands, Mm -hmm. and kind of starts trying to follow, does not like this path, and just starts flapping along. Okay. Uh, would you like me to roll something to see how well I cross this path? I mean, you can give me daring athletics, but okay. it's only going to be a difficulty of one, so. Well, uh, yeah, I got a success on that, so we're okay. Yeah, you make it. Absolutely, you make it. Big success. And so, Kirsten, from the deck of the Westbreaker, while you and Marcus and Cobb are readying the ship, you do see a cloud elk alight on the tip of this rock. Oh, Polly. Good, she's keeping Tissa company. But it looks like she's Tissa's already... Tissa company at the extremely dangerous rock? Yeah, it looks like she's already that there. That no one should go to? Hmm, we better hurry, guys. How heartwarming. <laughs> Sorry, I need a coffee. Sorry, I... Ugh. He just kind of, like, squeezes his temples and gets to rowing. So... You guys row toward the big rock. So, Tissa, what you see is an extremely large doorway. It's tall enough that probably two Tissas standing on each other's shoulders could go through. And large enough that, like, four to five Tissas, all linking arms, (laughs) could merrily skip through. So I guess we're looking at like eight to ten Tissas arranged in a square. (laughs) (laughs) No, the square Tissa is a really like valuable measurement, I think. (laughs) Can we go back to role playing someone who's groggy and confused? Can I go back to that? Because that's working for me. And 
What you see is a line traced in the stone in bright, luminous blue-white. And it begins to spark and sizzle, and you can see little glittering pops coming out of the stone, like a spark tracing a line of gunpowder around in this enormous arch that is approximately eight to ten square tisses, yes. And before your eyes, there's a sudden gust of wind from behind you, as if the area ahead of you was devoid of it, and the stone just crumbles, leading to just an enormous black doorway. Mm. I'm going to do an understanding spirits roll, or would focus be a better roll for this? Just sort um, of like seeing like if I have any idea what's going on here, aside from what you just described via narration. Yeah, take your pick. I'm, I've got different things to say for either, so take your pick. Can I do both? Well, let's start with understanding spirits. Okay. Oh, shit. <laughs> that is 6656. Six, six. Oh, spaghetti. Well done. Um, understanding spirits can tell you that noble demons are, by and large, not bound by rules of space, and that a doorway or a portal created by one will not necessarily be bound by what you understand the rules of the world to be, and that there is more in here than a sea cave. Mm. You can feel that as the wind rushes into it. And then two successes for understanding focus. That's going to tell you that this leads capital E elsewhere. Oh. Hmm. While we're at it, I can't expect that they're going to maintain themselves if uh, one travels elsewhere, but what are the spell pieces around here? Aside from, unless it's like just like danger five times. It's just the word, uh, it's just me screaming the word danger and throwing things at you <laughs> until you understand. It's the words danger and high voltage. <laughs> We're going to say we have warm, irresistible, becalmed, wave, stars, and anchor. Okay. Tissa is going to give Pollyanna a grimace because there's no one else to talk to. And hold out for a second because that's probably smarter than pacing. Yeah, probably. You want to give me a sensitivity rule? How about sensitivity survival coastal? Okay. Two successes. Two successes will let you notice the small boat rowing over from the Westbreaker. How far away is it? Mm, about halfway. They're making pretty good time. We're on our way. So Tissa is going to hold out a hand to Pollyanna, sort of as like, is it okay if I touch you because I am nervous sort of gesture? And she does kind of shove at your hand with her nose. Okay. Yeah. So she's going to, like, try to calm herself down a little bit while she waits for the rowboat to start coming. Pollyanna is not really familiar with the concept of a person being uncertain or nervous or cautious. Mm -hmm because the person she spends the most time around is entirely too certain mm -hmm. about usually dumb crap. <laughs> so it takes her a minute to figure out what's going on, but she does give you a shove with her nose. Thanks. 
And then eventually you see the ship pull up. Okay. So I'm going to make my way over there and sort of immediately be like, everybody, there, there is a door here that leads not here. All doors lead not here. No. Sorry. No, it, it, it leads. I'm tired. It doesn't, it doesn't go into the cave. It goes somewhere else. Can you tell where it goes? I don't think so. But Does it look like anyone's gone through it? I don't know. There's something that looks like it's almost counting down. Uh, I didn't get anything for sensitivity humanity, so I have no idea. Cobb is going to look around the area to see if he can see signs of other people. Do it. Because if, if this weird door does go somewhere else, he wants to make sure that no one else has gone through it. So what would you say? Sensitivity survival? Sensitivity tracking? Is there a tracking? Yeah, there's a tracking skill. Do you have it? I do not have it. But I can roll sensitivity. Do it. One success. One success will definitely tell you that some of the silt on these formerly underwater rocks has been disturbed, but that the entrance to this cave is completely clear of dust or obstructions or anything. Hmm. I guess the other thing is, does it look... Which way does the door open, or do we know? Oh, it just... There's a big section of rock that isn't there anymore. Oh, okay. So it is not like an actual physical door. It's not, it's not a door so much as it is like a tunnel. Okay. Hmm. Well, Cobbs, just, just kind of poke around. It looks like we may not be the first people here. <sighs> did you see anyone else, uh, Tissa, when you arrived? I didn't. I... The air is so heavy here. I feel like I can just... Hmm. Be careful as you get close to this. Tissa, I, I, I don't... Maybe... maybe I, I, I don't know. Um, but... It seems like we're going into something dangerous, and perhaps I should save my magic. But also, I was wondering if we, if we could maybe do a spell that it would allow me to like link and feel exactly what you're feeling, so I could get a, a real sense of like what it is that we're we're heading into. Mm. What were the pieces around here again? They were warm, irresistible, becalmed. Um, wave, stars, and anchor. So, stars. yeah, the way that Tissa would cast that spell is probably speaking stars. I don't have speaking, but I do have restoring and I have wind. Like, I also have crew if you would like to borrow it. Ooh. Mm. But that would cost a memory piece, correct? It would, yes. But I've got memory pieces. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You got memory piece. I know. Use them or lose them. Oh, I think we can save the memory piece because I think I might try restoring stars just to kind of like restore the feeling she got when the door opened, sort of like restore that moment and feel that moment. Okay. I'll ask you for one scatter for that. Yeah. Okay. You are basically restoring the stars to where they were. Yes. You are in some small way turning back time. And... You can, even though you are not normally attentive to these things, 
Feel the motion of the constellations above you as they roll backward, as if the entire chart were retrograde, if only for a moment. And they align again, and you feel as if you were standing in front of just a vacuum, just darkness and emptiness that was trying to devour all the air and wind on your side of the door. And then the instant passes, and the stars return to their place. Oh, oh my gosh. Right? Penelope kind of like sways and almost loses her balance a bit, but kind of catches herself. Goes, goes pale. She doesn't often seem anxious, but like kind of a pale, anxious look crosses her face. Um, Polly immediately hops off the rock to to stand in front of the, the gateway with you. I just like, I think she can recognize when you need her. I, I kind of put a hand on her neck and, oh, wow. Um, yeah, I can, I can definitely see why, why you're concerned, Tissa. This is... Never felt like a, a deep danger, but a void. And... Wow. <laughs> um... Big guy, you said someone's been here? Uh, it looks like there's a little bit more uh, silt disturbance here than just you and uh, and Polly. So somebody very well could have been here first. Hmm. Did one of the kids come here because of the story? That's, yeah, he wasn't able to tell that. Yeah, I. that would be Cobb's guess, though. Mm. Well, if if someone did come, they might be in danger. Hey, Marcus, do you have a do you have a pocket watch? No, I haven't. Mm. Clara. Oh, uh, yeah. Marcus didn't actually wake Clara up. <laughs> oh, <laughs> she's still on the ship. We discussed having Clara. But I was going to say, if anybody actually was, if anybody was covered in clockwork nonsense, it would be her. It would absolutely be her, but she's still, uh, she's still aboard the ship. How long are you are you thinking? Well, if this is here while the moon is here, we've maybe only got a couple of hours. It's probably best to be quick about it, whatever we're going to do. Yeah. Marcus sighs. He says, well, someone should guard the door to make sure no one else goes in. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, that's... That's a good idea. Perhaps if you do see someone, make a... We should have a signal that at least maybe we might hear you. Oh, I'm just not going to let them in. Oh, okay. No, that's that's correct. Yes. Yeah, I'm. I'm just going to stop them. That's my plan. I'm not good at plants. I'm very tired. <laughs> Tissa sighs and kind of looks like to no one in particular. This is the sort of thing we're supposed to do, right? Uh, that you'd be correct. And Cobb is putting his bandana on. Look, we're, we'll, we'll go in, we'll take a look around. If we see anybody, we get them out of there. Let's not have a repeat of what happened, I guess, what, in about a month ago in game time? Yeah. At this point, where we almost got turned into uh, action figures? Yeah. I, I will try my best to keep my mouth quiet. I, that is much appreciated, Penelope. Thank you very much. I think Marcus waits a minute, 
And he looks at Tessa and he asks, You sure about this? You don't have to go in there. I guess Tissa doesn't have any words for that, but she grips at her spear and looks at the yawning void and steps toward it. Penelope's going to roll sensitivity tracking. Would that be able to, like, allow, or no, maybe not sensitivity, maybe understanding tracking to maybe lay a, a path that we could follow back? Oh, yeah, full on Hansel and Gretel this shit? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Or actually, no, rather than that, if you like, you can spend a point from your survival pool to say that you've brought chalk or something else you can use to mark the path. Oh, what do you guys think? Should we spend a point? Yeah, I think that that's absolutely worth it. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah, I think we have a pretty decent pool, and I don't expect to be in here forever. Cue dramatic stinger. (laughs) Forever, (laughs) ever, ever. Cue dinger. Okay. (laughs) So, you can spend the point? Yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of 50-50 on spending another memory point, because I don't know whether or not Polly is going to come with us. Oh, if you guys start heading in, she does too. There's okay. more than enough room in here for her. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's eight to ten square tissas. So. Right, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Polly will fit, mm-hmm. and... No, I guess the thought was more that maybe I want to have another ether tie, so that when we go somewhere else... Well, I don't know if ether tie is even going to work over that kind of a distance. Who knows? This is unknown territory. This is absolutely unknown territory. Mm, yeah, I think we'll go. We've got our chalk. Okay. That I don't expect will survive the uh, crossing the void, but I really hope so. You guys go through the door, and the door is enormous. Cobb is handing out uh, lanterns. Even with the light of the lanterns, you can't see far. And slowly but surely, as you walk forward, the sound of the ocean behind you vanishes to nothing. And the darkness clears as if it weren't darkness, but a low-hanging cloud. And what you see before you is a great vault. The ceiling extends upward further than your eyes can see. You can't see the stars. That's the only way you can tell that there is or could be a ceiling. And everywhere you look, there is a shine of silver white. Small piles of what look like silver coins, like dunes glitter in the light of your lanterns. And the air in here is still. And over one of the dunes, you see a cluster of small shapes hunched together. Cobb is going to sort of like move the lantern up to see if he can't cast some light on them. He also, of course, has his sword in his hand because we are in spooky town. Mm -hmm. You are in spooky town. And he is 100% ready for whatever craziness spooky town has to offer. He's spooked by this town. He is very spooked by this town. And he's going to sort of call out, Hey, is anyone over there? One at a time, a trio of small silhouettes at first peek up over the pile. 
that I told you kids not to come here. This is dangerous. And they watch you. They One success on sensitivity focus. These genuinely seem like human beings. <sighs> the whole place feels weird. Mm-hmm. It feels extremely weird. You can feel your soul echoing in the vault. Mm-hmm. But these seem normal. Okay. And they... They talk among themselves. They look at you occasionally, but whisper among themselves. And then one of them says, we don't know you. Who are you? Cobb. What's a Cobb? We don't even know you. You're not. Do you even know where you are? No, you don't. Because do you? No, none of us do. We're, we're in a place that you shouldn't be. That's what I, that's all that I know. Great. Are you Okay. They kind of talk among themselves again. And the same kid's like, we don't know you. Um, well, I, I, I'm Penelope. I was there during the story. And then my my friend Cobb was the no, one who weren't. said. Pardon? No, you weren't. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the, the story that the storyteller told about the flute and the the moon and the. Yeah, we know you weren't there. Oh. Don't trust strangers. And then one of the kids like, yeah, don't trust strangers. Strangers lie. Yeah, strangers lie. Yeah, yeah. Look, you you got to get out of here. This place is, I'm not even sure what this place is. All I know is it's probably not supposed to be here. You don't remember Cobb at the end saying this is dangerous? Oh, my God. No, we don't remember you. You're strangers. Why are you talking to us? Um, well, we were concerned because this is a very unsafe place. We'll be understanding humanity. Three successes from the wandering Magus. One success, one edge success. These kids weren't there. These kids were not part of the group that you saw. Oh. And Tissa, you recognize something peculiar about their speech. Okay. I, I guess... I guess I assumed you were there. There was a, a story that was told, um, but... Yeah, the lady told the story about the treasure, and it was a trick. We all know. Everybody knows. She tricked you, so you don't get to tell us what to do. <laughs> you got tricked, too. Uh, it's worse than that because we knew it was a trap and went anyway. Yeah, that is worse. And the kids kind of whisper among themselves, and they all seem to agree that, yeah, that's worse. That's way worse. How long have you... No, what's way worse is going to be is getting stuck here. Come on, let's go. We already got stuck here. Where's the door? And Cobb's going to turn around and follow the chalk trail. Did the chalk trail just disappear? I mean, the chalk trail does not just disappear. No. You eventually find a wall with a large, large archway in it. And on your way, you spot another small silhouette at the top of another one of the piles. Let me guess. More ghost kids. You're a ghost. <laughs> and one of the kids like, yeah, your butt's a ghost. And all the kids laugh because your butt's a ghost. <laughs> oh, boy. How many of them, how many of you are down here? Go- ghost kids? And the, the kind of the bigger kid who'd been speaking for them is like, dunno, couple, bunch. How- Lots. How long have you been down here? Don't know. A couple hours. Hmm. Well, that's not right. 
The, the kids like, how long has your butt been down here? And all the kids laugh. Because uh, your, your ghost butt haunts this place. <laughs> well, I hope not. Penelope tries to keep her laughter back. Um, she doesn't want to <laughs> seem immature, like, but... Penelope is old enough to understand how severe this situation is. <laughs> and if you think Cobb's ghost butt haunts this place isn't going to be the blog post, you're wrong. <laughs> you're wrong it is. Cobb, Cobb, what do you mean by ghost children? It's old sailor superstition, ghosts, that kind of thing. <laughs> I don't think they're actually ghosts. I think they're actually just kids who have been trapped by the storyteller, just like we have. Mm. I'm going to cast Becalmed Sands, and that's going to tell me, or it's going to tell Tissa, or it's going to tell me, it's going to tell someone about how time is working here. I mean, okay, for a scatter, I will give you a glib but technically correct answer. For two scatter, I will give you a detailed answer. Let's have a good answer, please. Okay, <laughs> pay two scatter for a good answer. Because my answer was just going to be, it doesn't. <laughs> That's like, yes. <laughs> it's technically correct. But um, this place does not always exist. And time passes here when this place exists. But otherwise it doesn't. Okay. We have as long as this place is still out there to get out of here. Not to alarm anybody, she says to herself. Mm. Very loudly to herself. What hmm. what happens when it doesn't? Nothing. I, I would imagine we stay the same and out there jumps forward however long it's taken for those who are in here for us to find them. I mean, yeah. What do, you, what do you mean jumps forward? What do you? It, it's more that we're only here while it's there. This place only exists as long as the door is open. So let's get out of here before the door closes. <laughs> yeah. And you, you can see kind of other shadows peeking out from, there are these piles of, and now that you're further in the vault, you can see that there are coin-shaped rocks that are kind of silver white in color and that catch the light as if they're made of metal. They are not. They are made of stone. Hmm. But you can see other silhouettes darting between these piles of faux coins. Is anyone else ever here? I mean, the weird kid, we don't talk to the weird kid. And um, the people on the other side. You know that you say that sort of thing, and you're going to have to tell us about the weird kid and the people on the other side now. And the other kid's like, it's, I don't know, the weird kid's weird. What do you want? Where is the weird kid? The first kid's like, no, over there, staring. You you cannot see me, but I am I am rolling my eyes. And kind of the one kid shouts, "Nobody likes you!" and chucks a rock at one of the piles. Hmm. I don't know the other side. I don't know. There's some there's kids that play over there. We haven't talked to them yet. Well, that sounds like the GM telling us to go further into the thing. 
I don't know what a GM is. <laughs> <laughs> Your butt's a GM. So, Tissa is going to move in the direction of where they aren't and keep feeling things. That is another sensitivity focus success. Okay, one of them? Yes. The strangeness of the place comes into focus for you, as if there were a pinpoint of light, but the opposite of that. Like a pinpoint of darkness, like a lens flare of the void. There is something strange in this already strange place. Is it in a direction? Um, slightly up. Okay. Slightly up. And you can see now the silhouette of another child watching from the top of this pile of faux treasure. And does the weird kid feel like anything from this distance? Oh no, I have adopted their awful words. You've got one? You got one success? I got one success. Doesn't feel like a kid. Okay. Tissa is going to make her way forward and hope that she's addressed first rather than having to, like, yeah. The little figure watches you sullenly from under overgrown bangs and stares from the pile of treasure. She makes eye contact. Okay. Still not saying anything. She makes eye contact. Sorry, I'm just waiting for my dice app to load. Mm Mm-hmm. No, dice app. That sounds like the sort of thing that I would expect you to say about now. Okay, so the eyes of this small child figure are brilliant yellow, sunshine yellow. And they lock with yours and seem to shine in the lantern light and seem to pull you out of yourself, by which I mean you take a scatter damage as you lock eyes with this little creature. And I guess the time has come for everybody to do an initiative? Alright. Uh-oh. Or you or you could you could not fight the weird kid. Well, I'm not going to attack it first. It's going to have to attack me first if attacking is going to happen. Okay. If, uh... If Tissa has anything to say, it's probably something to the effect of... Has anyone asked you who you are or what you want? And the child looks up at you and just shakes its head. So what is it? It stares into space a moment as if thinking and then skitters down the hill of rocks and scampers off into the darkness. So was that the person who runs this place or just some of the other people who live here? I don't think that that one's in charge. You think there's others? It's it's too big for there not to be. Mm. Do you, don't you two feel how huge this place is? She kind of glances up. It it does look pretty big. Yeah, one of the kids pipes up. Yeah, you can't walk from one end to the other end. No, you'll get lost for sure. That's why we don't co-play with the kids over there. You still got your chalk? 
Penelope? Yep. I have it right here. All right. Well, I think we're going to have to look around a bit more. We're going to... If we can, we need to get as many of the trapped children as we can. Hopefully we can get all of them. Mm-hmm. Because while this place may not exist, like, they're going to have to eat at some point. Oh, yeah, yeah. And the kids, like, look at each other and whisper among each other. And yeah, 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 yeah. We, we should eat. I don't like being on a deadline. And so she's going to move forward. And I think one of the kids runs up to you, Tissa, and kind of just like, look, don't talk to the weird kid. Don't look at the weird kid. The weird kid doesn't live the same way as we do. You're right. Yeah, the weird kid makes you all gibbery if you look at it too much. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Don't look at the weird kid. And don't listen, don't listen to the lady. Is she here Did too? Sometimes. Ugh. We just kind of try to hide mm. from the lady. Do you know when? That's okay. You don't have to. Yeah. And they they look at each other and just like no they don't they don't I don't know sometimes they see the lady that's fair what happens if you listen to the lady you get stuck in a big rock dummy and the the other kids giggle and one of them gives them a high five like hey good one <laughs> <laughs> oh okay come on Ugh, this place <laughs> almost makes me kind of wish it was an underwater cave. <laughs> Oh. What? No, I'm just saying that that would be much easier. I understand what an underwater cave is, not this weird time jail. <laughs> Look, I can fish a kid out from an underwater cave. I'm not good at time manipulation. <laughs> no. No, I guess not. But you know what you are good at? Swimming. No, memory time. Memory time. Kirsten, you've listened to the show enough to know that there's its own jingle and that that's not it, right? <laughs> if she says yes or no, which one is which one is more Kirsten? <laughs> the reason Kirsten hasn't answered is because Kirsten knows <laughs> there's no safe way out of this this minefield that I've created for you. There is no right answer. Oh, I just, I get excited. And... <laughs> it's true. Memory time. For reals, though, I actually do love the weird out of time and space fake, fake vault dungeon. It's very uh, from software. Mm-hmm. Oh, I guess it is a little from soft, huh? Just, just a little bit. A boss demon with all sorts of uh, cloth physics is also a little bit from soft. This is true. Huge guy, wears armor, (laughs) has axe. Okay, thanks. Added that to my GM notes. (laughs) Actually, I don't I don't think we would get I don't think we'd get big dudes in armor in this setting, would we? (laughs) We'd get something else. Yeah. Yeah. You get the weird kid. We get we get the weird Weird kid instead. I I actually am liking watching Tissa kind of taking the the lead her her character is not as is usually on her own so not as used to being the one that kind of is in charge and we're following her lead and it's it's interesting to to see to see how that's playing out 
Yeah. I actually really do like the kids because Cobb is trying to take charge and it is just not working. It's just not even <laughs> remotely working. The kids do not respect Cobb. Kids do not respect Cobb. And like he's he's not going to like fight the kids or anything like that. I mean, he's a pirate, not a not a psychopath. So I yeah, I, I really appreciate the fact that that Cobb can't be the leader. He he can't. They don't like, respect him. He's trying very hard and it's just just getting thrown back in his face. And his butt. <laughs> his ghost butt. <laughs> I am digging this space in general. Uh, memory time took me by surprise today. I was getting kind of in the zone. <laughs> but um, I liked Penelope's looking how to be empathetic moment. Oh, yeah, that was really sweet. That little spell was nice. Yeah. She's she's learning. She's she's trying to, you know. So you give you're giving your point to Kirsten this session. Well, I guess that that was my memory, but um, okay. we can give a. Yeah, it's up to you. Yeah, let's give the memory point to Kirsten. And I oh. guess the other thing that I was going to Thank say you. is that I guess the two things I've had going for Tissa is that Tissa prefers to observe things, prefers to listen to things, and maybe to ask questions, but when. There is the, a thing to do. She is very much compelled to do it. Like, my memory was Tissa having no idea how to respond to the notion that she didn't have to do this. Mm-hmm. That's my favorite. Oh, yeah. Just like, I, what, there, there, there is no, like, this is, it is what it is. Like, yeah, that was cool. All right. So thank you guys for playing with me this week. Yeah. Yeah. We're getting into the weird zone. We're getting into the weird zone, and we're taking you with us, listener. Do you want to join us in the weird zone? Not like that. Don't make it weird. You want to come fight a huge armor guy? You want to come be weird kids with us? You can be a weird kid on our Twitter, <laughs> at Peach Garden RPGs, or you can send us weird e- Please don't send us weird emails. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, like... <laughs> I guess that's where I'm going. <laughs> you can use the email form on our website, peachgardengames.com, to tell us what you think, to share your memories with us. <laughs> we we will accept, however, surrealist emails, Dadaist emails, and like, we'll, we'll say, we'll say uh, philosophical emails as well. Post-structuralist emails would be okay too, I think. Yeah. I'm here for retro-futuristic emails. Yeah. Retro-future. Yeah. Yeah, we'll to- we're totally down for those. Send all of those that you got. And put some rings around your email, like the Jetsons. That's my jam. <laughs> I, I would also be okay with emails that just have really interesting Foley work. Oh, yeah, yeah. If you can figure that out, then great. Like, I want to I wanna see and hear that. But, like, great. Sorry, I thought I had more stuff to say in the outro, but I don't think I did. Night Corey, your emails for us, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye. Listen to this at 1.25 speed to Nightcore this podcast. <laughs> there we go. There it is.